Good morning, everybody, and happy Halloween, and welcome to this week's final edition of the America of America Spooky Season, uh, well, I guess it would be Spooky Season Edition. Today, as a quick and nice wrap-up, I would like to tell a story of something more local to me uh, that's actually just a couple blocks down the street from my house that I'd never heard about and that I actually learned about when I was uh, at Tulsa Oktoberfest from one of my friends from college and it was reiterated to me reiterated to me last night when I was also in Tulsa for uh, another friend of mine's wedding. Uh, shout out Will and Lauren. Today we're going to talk about the urban legend, I would say the the ghost story, but this is more of an urban legend. I know that urban legends and ghost stories are not uh, completely separate entities. They can overlap like something like a Venn diagram. But if this were a Venn diagram, I think this would be something that falls in the lines of urban legend, largely because it is something that takes place not so long ago as to be a story from the distant past, but has all the characteristics of an ancient distant past story that is totally unfalsifiable, even though it should be falsifiable. Like I've done uh, from a previous couple episodes this season, I want to read directly from the Oklahoman uh, report on this legend, and so I'm going to read from an article from 1999, and hopefully they tell the story better than I do. So this comes from an article titled Neighborhood a Major Haunt by Mary, or excuse me, Carrie Pagley and Steve Weddle from the Oklahoman. Uh, this was published on October 29th, 1999. Every neighborhood has its ghost, those legends and boogeymen that keep children up at night and keep parents in control. If you're not good, the boogeymen will get you. But one Oklahoma City neighborhood has the ghosts that keep the whole city coming back every Halloween. Carrie Place. Just blocks from major thoroughfares, Carrie's Place's stillness is almost unbelievable. The houses have lush backyards and off-the-beaten-path architecture. Shamrock and hatchet cutouts grace some of the houses' shutters. The quiet street serves as a sidewalk. A, a few cars travel the street in the busy afternoon. Around Halloween, Carrie Place becomes the main attraction for Oklahoma City University students. Metro high schoolers and some adults who remain trying to scare their girlfriends there as they were when they were teenagers. The neighborhood, a few blocks from OCU, boasts a variety of trees that would be a botanist dream, said one resident, and the legends that live there are every child's nightmare. The legend of Carrie Little Carrie, a young girl, uh, lived in the Hatchet House on the corner of Carey Place and Northwest 18th Street. The Hatchet House has telltale hatchet shapes cut out of its shutters, a sure sign that something sinister happened there, folks who retell the story often say. No one really knows how long ago she lived there or what exactly happened to her, but that's just how legends go, said Sue Bobley. Bobley? Bobby. Bulby and her husband, Bill, live in the Hatchet House now. Neither have ever heard or seen Carrie's ghost, Bulby, Bulby said. As the legend goes, Carrie was taken from a nearby school and killed with a hatchet. Her body was either left on the Hatchet House's front porch, Bulby said, or in a driveway two houses down the street 
some of Bowlby's neighbors say. Both the porch and the driveway were painted red to hide the evidence of the crime, according to the legend. The reason the driveway is red is because they couldn't get the blood up, said Doug Brown. Brown lives across the street from the Hatchet House. To add to the spookiness, Carrie is said to be buried in somebody's backyard in the neighborhood. Brown remembers bringing the high school girlfriends to Carrie Place before he lived there. He said his friends would drive along the street, go to the playground, see if Carrie's swing was still swinging, and tell ghost stories, he said. Now, living in Carrie Place with his wife, Brown enjoys the folklore behind the legends. It's a spooky little, it's a little spooky at night, he said. Other than that, it's a pretty quiet neighborhood. We like it. The ghost of Carrie Place, little Carrie, isn't Carrie Place's only ghost, it seems. The street has been plagued by rumors of murders, witches, and children buried in yards for years. Roberta Bagby has lived in Carrie Place for 50 years, and she plans to stay there. Legends or no legends. It's just a bunch of junk. There are more crazy stories here, she said. They're all made up. Bagby said she appreciates Carrie Place for the neighborhood that it is, not the spooky place everyone makes it out to be. Brown hasn't seen any ghosts in the year and a half he has resided on the street, but he has heard some strange noises. I, myself, have never seen anything, but you hear noises and stuff, he said. Aside from the witches that sometimes assume that sometimes assume live, uh, excuse me, aside from the witches that some assume live somewhere on the street, Brown has also heard the legend of a gangster who was shot and killed while sitting in his living room. The bullet hole in the window pane returns no matter how many times it's replaced, says the legend. Heather Thompson Fuller, 16, lives about a block from Carey Place. She walks through the neighborhood on her way home from school every day, and she's heard the ghost stories. Her friend, Courtney Drum, 16, has heard the eerie stories too, but she doesn't know which ones are real and which aren't, she said. There are so many legends, no one really knows what happened, she said. Every year around Halloween, Sue and Billy Bowlby are sure to get some type of weird request. OCU students have held seances in their front yard, and people stop to ask them questions about the legend. Some have even requested buying their shutters, Sue Bowlby said. It's been calm this year so far, she said. Too bad, she said. The weirder, the better. And that's the Oklahoman telling of the legend of the Hatchet House at Cary Place, which, uh, for all intents and appearances, uh, appears to be based on a 1950s legend that a girl was abducted from a nearby school and hatcheted to death at a certain house over in that area. Uh, one of the main reasons this is, in my view, I don't even think this is my view, I think this is just kind of an objective, uh, an objective analysis, is that if a child was brutally abducted and brutally murdered in the 1950s, there would definitely be at least a police report about that. Like I said, this has all the elements of a, of a tall tale, uh, a story possibly taking place before the advent of, uh, of civilization. And by that, I don't mean like people being there. I mean more like uh, an established community where records are kept. Uh, but the fact that this takes place in the 50s, I would refuse to believe there's any actual legs to this story. And this kind of makes me a hypocrite because I'm generally someone who always gives a little bit of legs to legends because generally I don't think things are always made up out of whole cloth. But this one, I don't know. It seems very clothy in my opinion. 
But that doesn't mean that it's not a fun story for the people of the neighborhood and obviously the children going trick-or-treating on Halloween. But that means that if you are a resident of Oklahoma City or if you are in Oklahoma City during the month of October or specifically Halloween, this is maybe a very interesting place to go stop by because ghost or no ghost, it is a place full of history, folklore, and legend. And if you know anything, if you're listening to this podcast, we here at the America of America podcast are big fans of history, folklore, and legend. I myself will probably go make a visit by the Cary Place and also the Hatchet House tomorrow on October 31st, uh, 2022 uh, for Halloween for no other reason than just, ah, that's some nice bit of history that you get to kind of share in when you're young and able to do such things. And with that, that's going to be our quick and final story of Spooky Season. I hope that that was an interesting little uh, tidbit of Oklahoma City folklore to end uh, our series of ghost stories with. And next week, we are going to be back talking about the Trail of Tears before we end the 2006 OU football season. I was trying to do an equal amount of episodes of the Trail of Tears in the 2006 OU football season. That seems to be impossible. There's just way, way more stuff on the Trail of Tears that needs to be covered. So it's going to be several more episodes, as in I don't think we're halfway done, uh, even though we've got one more episode and it's on the, uh, the 2007 Fiesta Bowl, which you know, is, is going to be a pretty daunting episode in and of itself, but you know, it's not going to take more than one episode. But I sincerely hope, I know that we've had some uh, run-ins um, uh, with, with this October that I missed two weeks. Uh, I almost missed this week too. I got, I got sick again this week, but that's a, that's a story for another time. I had some scary, uh, kind of some scary episodes this last week, but I'm glad that I was able to put together something at the last minute. And I hope that this was worth your listening time. And I hope that you join me again next Monday to hear about uh, Major Ridge and Sequoia and uh, John Ross and, and Bridges' son, John Ridge, and the plethora of and cast of characters that take place, or take place, that doesn't make any sense, the cast of characters that inhabit the Cherokee Nation at the time of removal. And it should be not a good time, but a proper time to learn some good history of Oklahoma or the peoples that make up Oklahoma. And with that, I'm Will Milam. This is the America of America podcast, Spooky Season Edition, uh, Halloween 2022, signing off. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope everybody has a great week, and happy Halloween. Thanks for listening.